You're listening to the 10 Bagger Podcast, presented by The Daily Gold. Join us as we uncover tomorrow's 10 baggers today. And now here's your host, Jordan Royburn. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the 10 Bagger Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And in this episode, we have returning guest. He is Marius Skoniechny. He is the founder, editor, publisher of Microcap Explosions. This is the uh, third time we've had Marius on the program, and that's because in the last episode, he mentioned a stock, Voxter Analytics, which not only is a 10-bagger pick, but it's something that he thinks, or at least from the price then, had 50 bagger potential. I believe it was trading around a dollar then, trading around a dollar 40 today. It's had a big move in the last two weeks. And I thought, hey, it's time to get Marius back on, chat about recent developments in the stock. And uh, Marius, it looks like uh, Voxter Analytics, the, the train is leaving the station. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, for sure. The last few days, um, last week, because uh, the major the major news announcement came on April 6, which is when Fannie Mae approved the attorney opinion letter as an alternative to title insurance, and then since then the stock has been soaring every day. And I think it's because people are slowly connecting the dots. Yes, and so I want to quantify how significant that news is first, but. Before I ask you that question, maybe you can go into the details of why this move is so significant for Voxter and why it opens up massive potential for new business for the company. Okay, well, the title insurance industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, and it's been in place for the last 75 years. So not nothing in title changed in 75 years. And the problem with title is that uh, when you buy a property or when you refinance a property in the U.S., you have to get a title insurance. And the title insurance is very expensive. Depending on the state, it could be 1% of the of the price of the property or it could be like $1,500. And, and you see title insurance companies, when they collect uh, premiums, they only pay out about 3% of those premiums in claims which means this is almost like a scam. They're just literally stealing 97% of the money from the customers. And you you might buy a home in one year and you pay for a title insurance and then you refinance it a couple years later and you have to pay for the title insurance again. Like you paid for it already. So it's an unnecessarily unnecessary cost. And now our government, Fannie Mae and Freddie, they're interested in lowering the transaction costs for real estate transactions. They want to make it more affordable for people to own homes. So Voxter, about three years ago, approached these entities with a solution. Instead of using a, a, a title insurance, to use what's called an attorney, attorney opinion letter as an alternative to the title insurance. And, uh, But, you know, this was not possible for it to happen on, until Fannie Mae approved it as a, in the guidelines. Because when loans get originated, the originator does not hold those loans on the books, those 
mortgages get sold on the secondary market. So in order for the originator to sell a loan on the secondary market, that loan has to meet all the criteria or the guidelines uh, by Fannie Mae. And so until uh, attorney opinion letter was in those guidelines, nobody was going to use attorney opinion letter as an alternative. And on April 6, that was approved. So now attorney opinion letter can be used and then that loan can be sold in the secondary market. And it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer because attorney opinion letter is is a cheaper alternative than than title insurance. I mean, think about this. If you're buying a house, expensive house, 500000 um, your title might run you 5000 Well, attorney opinion letter might run you $500. So which one are you going to choose? And also, when uh, rates are coming down, uh, going up right now, uh, the, the lenders are going to get less transactions. So now they're going to have to fight for business. And now they're going to have to look for ways to differentiate themselves. And attorney opinion letter might be one way for them to differentiate themselves and lower the closing costs to be more attractive. And, uh, and there is, so, so that's why it's so huge because Voxter is the only company that has that product. Now the only company, because they're the ones that, you know, initiated the product and they're the only ones that are able to offer it at this point. So they have a mover advantage. Yeah, just a, a different question. Why uh, this this title insurance scam, as you say, and it really does sound like a scam, why hadn't this been disrupted before? I mean, why did it take some 75 years for, for it to get to this point? Is it because now we're at a point uh, in, in the economy where uh, there's so much inflation, housing costs are out of control for most people, and on top of it, you know, the economy has basically been terrible for the average person for the last 15-some years. Is it reached a breaking point or is it is it something else? Well, any anytime you have something in place for so many years, the existing parties don't want it to change. So that's one thing. But COVID, COVID was was the catalyst for a lot of changes in the real estate space. Not Not on the title side, not just on the title side, but also on the appraisal side, which Voxter also benefits. Uh, you know, when I first looked at Voxter before COVID in like 2019, I wasn't interested because I'm like, these these, these parties are never going to change. And then when COVID arrived, I was like, OK, now they're going to change because they're going to be forced to change. They're going to have to somehow do appraisals without uh, physical inspections and things like that. So once they started looking for alternatives, then they were open to new technologies and new improvements. And that's really what I think, you know, started it. Okay, very good. Now let's quantify the potential for this business and at the same time touch on what expectations are for Voxter this year. I mean, I have so they did about a hundred million or close to that in revenue last year, twenty twenty one. And uh, you know, watching your videos, uh and, and reading some things, it sounds like uh management is thinking they can double revenue this year double revenue in 2023 but based on what i've heard you say and other people it sounds like they're really lowballing so that 200 million for quickly that 200 million dollar revenue target this year that's not factoring that much from uh this AOL is it no because when they when they issued that guidance AOL wasn't approved yet 
Okay, so AOL, AOL standing for Attorney Opinion Letter. Okay, so quantify for us if you can. I mean, I know it's difficult. We're just speculating on the future here, but I mean, how much potential business could this open up for Voxter this year and also in the next couple of years? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to be very conservative. Okay, so number one thing is I don't know why anybody will be using title insurance. So that's one. So let's say there are about 1.5 million transactions per month, uh, purchase transactions and and refis together, about 1.5. But now let's say the interest rates you know, went up a little bit, so let's just use a number of 1 million transactions per month. And so now, how much of that can AUL uh, steal? Uh, I'd say 10% is very, very conservative, okay? So if Voxter can get 100,000 transactions per month at $200 of net income per transaction, okay, that's $20 million per month of income times 12, that's $240 million per year of bottom line. So now you tell me, how much is $240 million of bottom line worth? What kind of multiple would you put on it? 10, 20, 30? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm less, less familiar with multiples of these types of companies because we do focus on metals and mining. But for a company that's growing really fast, obviously the macro situation is important. I mean, if this was a year or two ago, I mean, these types of situations were trading at what, 100 times earnings for that kind of growth. But, but I mean, if we're going into a bear market and a recession, maybe even, you know, and that's just temporary, maybe 20 times. Okay, so let's use 20 times. 240 times 20 times, okay? That's almost $5 billion. You know what the market cap today is? Around $700 million. That's right. And I just gave you a conservative scenario. Because 10%, 10% of market share is only most likely if, if Voxter is going to do this business through its own title companies. What Voxter is more interested in is, yes, they're going to do some business themselves, but they're all also going to take this technology and they're going to white label it to other title companies because other title companies don't have this technology and, and Voxter has a patent on AOL combined with the data. In order to make AOL successful, you have to have data and, 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 uh, and Voxter has all the data that, that they've been acquiring different data companies. So if let's say they go to some of these major, major uh, title insurance companies, w- which will want this product because otherwise they're, they're screwed. But let's say they get two, tit- uh, two, insur- two title companies and in total those two title companies will bring 300,000 transactions uh, per month because they already have that kind of transactions. Now, instead of making $200 of net income from that, uh, they're going to be making only 100 so that's about $30 million per month times 12. That's about uh, $360 million per year. And let's add the $240 million that I gave you before. Now we're talking about $600 million, $600 million of bottom line. And if we, again, apply the 20 multiple, now we're talking about $12 billion. $12 billion. And that's just in comparison to $700 million market cap. And that's just one business division. We're not talking about the other business divisions that they have. This is just AOL. So do you see why 
people are starting to connect the dots and are acquiring shares as if there was no tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, that, that that's why, uh, you know, that's why, uh, I, you know, and my subscribers have been acquiring shares, even though we're gold and silver investors, because we, you know, see the opportunity here, as you've explained. I mean, full disclosure, this is not investment advice. Do your own research, hire a qualified advisor, et cetera, et cetera. That's very important to state. But uh, no, I, I completely understand the opportunity. So what, what, I guess one. So, is this is this pro- product going to be available on all all loans? You think, or just to begin with, uh, Fannie and Freddie loans? Um, well, all loans uh, below uh, one million dollars, uh, you know, purchase price. So, pretty much mo- most of the homes. I, and at first, it's getting rolled out in four states, and then it's going to get rolled out to all the states. What's the timeline on the rollout? I don't know. I don't know. They'll. I mean, they've already been running pilot plans on this, so you know it's probably going to start smaller and then it's going to accelerate. So to, I mean, to to get full traction in the market, is that going to take uh, one to two years or three years? Probably, I mean, any... pr- probably, probably. You should you should think of one to three years or something like that. Okay. Well. Uh... Very good. So, um, and after this, what is the next immediate catalyst? Is that trading on the NASDAQ? That's one. Um, there's actually, you know what? There's so, uh, my friend that posted something on Twitter today listing those catalysts. Let me see what, what it says. Sure. So, yeah. there is about seven catalysts coming. Uh, new client, uh, new clients announcements. AOL attorney opinion letter going live, which is likely within a couple weeks or so. Then you have uh, audited financial statements for Q4 and then Q1. That sh- should be May 2nd and May 28th. And then they're launching also a tax product, uh, and uh, and then Nasdaq. Nasdaq should be. You know, either this quarter or next quarter. I'm 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 hearing more that it could Nasdaq or or New York Stock Exchange listing. That's on the U.S. side and an uplisting from TSX Venture to TSX TSX, which is the Toronto Stock Exchange. How long? Until- I, think the, I, I think I think the biggest catalyst. The biggest catalyst will be the people's realization of what all of this means. Because very few people understand the numbers. And every day, more and more people are understanding the numbers. I mean, most of the hedge fund managers that you know I, I come across, they're, they're just giving me reasons why they, they're not going to invest in it. Because it's too hard. They don't, they don't want to take the time to understand it. Uh, so if they don't even understand the business, they definitely don't understand what AOL means. But that's slowly changing from, from day to day. Because, I mean, think about yourself. I just told you with conservative numbers that the AOL, the AOL alone could be worth 5 to $20 billion. And the thing is trading for 700 I mean, it makes your blood boil. You want to go and buy shares when you hear that. 
when I made a I made a note in my newsletter because I did a flash update talking about this as well as other things last night that you know based on your revenue valuation targets even after the 40% move in 6 days it was still trading at roughly 7 times trailing revenue when you in a, in our past interviews and in my notes you had noted you know 10 times revenue for a uh you know SaaS company is normal and this is obviously yeah. a this is a major growth story that even in a bad market would trade at um a higher valuation so i guess my my point from all that is right now it's already easily fairly valued based on what it's done to this point. So you're not, this isn't a point where you're buying a year or two ago and you're having to take a chance, wait for some things to develop in the immediate future. It's, it's, you know, your, your risk based on that, you know, nothing is ever low risk. We know that, but you're, you're buying something that's not, I mean, this isn't trading at 50 times sales and forecasting huge growth. I mean, it's, trading at seven times trailing sales, which is nothing. And if we look at the basically their target, the upper end of management's target for this year, that's only, what, three and a half times uh, revenue, which is nothing. Yeah, and and, and that, of course, that uh, that doesn't include this AOL. So uh, you, you know you, you know that now that that uh, guidance is, is way too low. It was already way too low back then but now with this we could be looking at 2022 revenues it could be 400 million we don't know right and so ultimately you're you're um you know forgive me if you already mentioned this so if we're looking out in the next couple of years i mean this this is something that has potential to be a billion dollar revenue business oh, absolutely I, I would m more likely say a billion dollar of bottom line of EBITDA type of business. Wow. Any, you know, it, how much concern do you have about economically the coming recession going into a bear market with the stock market? I mean, one thing I'll note in another guest that I talked to on my uh, other podcast today, we were just mentioning off mic because I mentioned Voxer to him, and he pointed out, I mean, the SaaS companies have really already been killed. I mean, they've already had, it's not to say it's over, but they've already been completely killed. They're obviously very sensitive to interest rates. We know that interest rates are going through the roof, but at those, you know, that industry has already been killed, and at some point, interest rates are, I mean, it's, you know, I could be wrong, but at some point, they're probably going to go lower, and the Fed is going to have to cut rates when things are rolling over and we may not be the, it's not like we're two years from that point. We mainly only be six to nine months from that point. No, I mean, you're, you're making a good point, but, but when it comes to the interest rates right now, higher interest rates are pretty positive for Voxter because when interest rates are low and all the banks are getting as much business as they want and they can barely breathe, they're not going to adopt new technology. They don't need to be competitive. Uh, but when interest rates go up, then their volume drops and then they have to start getting competitive. That's when they look at new technologies. That's when they look at new products like AOL. So this is very positive. So they can get their foot in the door and then when interest rates do go down again and then the activity picks up, then they're already going to have this system in place.
and at the interest and at interest rates going down, it's I mean that's really not going to change what has happened. No, once 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 this whole system is in place, when they're using this, they're going to use it whether interest rates are high or low. Right. No. I, yeah. I I I completely understand. Uh, well, and then uh, you know, and talking about talking about you know SaaS companies getting killed over the last you know six months or so. I mean, look at Voxter. Voxter is going up. Voxter is up fifty percent in this kind of environment. Can you imagine what how much up it would be if if it wasn't such an awful market? It would probably uh, it probably be a five dollar stock already. Yeah, I mean, I would say that any any shares that anybody can get under five bucks is a steal. Yeah, I uh, you know much more than me, but I I happen to agree with you. And uh, so, any uh, before I let you go, any final words, Marius, for our listeners? Uh, no, do do your due diligence on it. See if this is something that you want to be part of. If you wanna, you know, get yourself educated, I have a playlist on my YouTube channel, uh, eleven videos, uh, just introducing people to to Voxter. You know, if you're interested, watch it. Don't just jump in just because I said so. Study it, educate yourself, maybe telephone the the management and and make up your mind if you want to be part of it absolutely and i'll just add in again this is not investment advice this is for informational and research purposes only and educational purposes as well and guys always have a stop out and an exit point you know not to say the stock is going to go down i don't think that's going to happen but you need to have an exit point whenever you're investing you can't just let something fall and create huge losses, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you, you have to have a plan, have an exit point. And, uh, you know, take Marius up on uh, his uh, offer there to follow his uh, YouTube channel and uh, the series there. You can listen to the last interview we did. It's a little longer than this one on my channel. Uh, Marius, thanks so much for coming on again. And uh, last thing, please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about your work and microcap explosions, and also if they want to contact you, how they can do so. Yeah, just go to microcapexplosions.com, and then you know there's my email there, uh, or take my take my name and put it into YouTube, and you will find my YouTube channel. Okay, Marius, thanks so much uh, for this interview as well as the past interviews. And uh, I look forward to continuing to follow this story and have you back over the months ahead. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the 10 Bagger Podcast, presented by The Daily Gold. For premium coverage of precious metals and the best junior mining companies, visit thedailygold.com forward slash premium.